0: Doing, welcome in. Uh, it's the second episode, episode two of the Arcan Sunday Mass. I'm Reverend Arcan. Uh, wanted to quickly say before we get into anything here that uh, last week, the first episode is uh, thanks for everybody who listened to it. By the way, did some good numbers there. Uh, certainly appreciated more than I thought. Uh, So thank you to everybody who listened to it. And thanks to everyone who's given me a second chance. (laughs) I appreciate that, too. Um, We were only on SoundCloud last week. We're now on SoundCloud, Spotify, and on Apple. So uh, you can find the uh, Sunday Mass on all three of those platforms. And you can subscribe, uh, whatever you want to do. Just so long as you listen is all I really care about. But, uh, yeah, we have uh, more ways to do that now, which may be more convenient for uh, all of you out there. Um, I am going to get to the... Crazy story of what happened at 95, the sports hub. But uh, that, I think, was secondary this week to um, to the Ben Volan situation, which just, holy moly, I mean, that thing really took off. <clears throat> and it takes a lot for a story about a employee paying another employee's salary to get knocked off the front page. But Ben Volan, by God, he did it. Um, and wow, I mean, really, uh, some stellar work by him. And I'm being sarcastic when I say this, because it was not a good week for Ben Volen. Um, real quick, the whole thing, I had the wrong idea about this thing, like the complete wrong idea. I was total, I thought that everyone was just being an a-hole to Volan because they didn't like him. I didn't really think he did anything wrong. And the reason why I thought that is because I wasn't like on top of this, that didn't, you know, I didn't hear the interview that morning. And, uh, all I saw was just people say, cause what happened is Volan went on the Hillman on EEI and said that uh, Mac needs to be humbled and that he had a bad attitude and that his attitude problem was like an open thing in, in Foxborough and everybody knew about it, and uh, that, yeah, he had this ego from last year and that uh, stuff like that, stuff along those lines. And people were pissed. Oh, people were so mad at Volan for saying that, which is weird because I don't think he's the first person to say those things. But he just, hey, he rubs, he brings the, he brings it out of people. That's the one thing you can say about Ben Volen is he brings it out of people. You know, just whoever, other people on the beat, like people at the sports, all sorts of people were just taking turns, uh, shitting all over Volen for saying those things about Mac Jones when he was certainly not the only one to say, maybe not those exact words, but things like that. Then, uh, Feidelberg at Barstool comes out and says, Hey, some stooley uh, DM'd me and Ben Volan, all that stuff he said on the morning show. Uh, he just ripped off of this guy's DM and the guy made up the DM. Everything he said in the DM was all just made up and Volan took all that to be gospel. And now he's running with a story that this guy made up. And I thought, okay, well, this clearly is not, not a good thing for uh, Ben Volan, obviously. So I listened to him again. I listened to him on the Hillman again on that clip that was posted. And this was all just from the Barstool uh, post because that was mainly my, one source of reference that I was going off of when I was sort of reading about all this stuff. And I listened to the Hillman's clip again. And I heard what Volan said that, uh, the Patriots are unhappy with Mac Jones and his attitude. And that he got a DM from someone who would know. And then this guy sent him a sent Feidelberg a message with this DM exchange in it. And I read the DM and I thought, what the hell is going on here? The DM reads this. This is what some guy DM'd to Ben Volan. Buddy works over at Gillette selling season ticket packages. He heard they went with Hoyer over Zappy against Green Bay initially to appease Mac, whose camp made it very clear he didn't want Zappy to jump in. Thought I'd pass it along so the hashtag haters get off your back. Volan writes back, interesting, with an exclamation point. Thanks for the tip. Um, there's some stuff in here in this fake DM. Hoyer over Zappy against Green Bay to appease Mac. Mac's camp made it clear he didn't want Zappy playing. I didn't hear Ben Volen say either of those two things on the Hillman show. So what I did is instead of, you know, I, I that's the only DM I saw, and that's the one that they put in the post, and I saw that, and I listened to the, Ben's uh, hit again, and I didn't hear any of that. And so I said, you know what? Everyone's just being an asshole because they don't like Ben Volen. Everyone's just being a, uh, they're just doing a pile on. He clearly didn't say this, but, uh, this is pretty ridiculous. And then I sort of, you know, unplugged again. I've been unplugging a lot lately <laughs> over the last two weeks, you know, things that I normally would get involved in. I'm just like, ah, nah, no, no, nah. let, let them sort this out. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the show. And so what I was expecting would happen is that, you know, later on, uh, Volan would come out and say, I didn't say any of these things. You guys are all crazy. And instead, Volan comes out and apologizes. And I said, what is he apologizing for? And then I saw in one of the replies, the rest of the uh, DM exchange, which isn't in the Barstool post, by the way. Uh, I had to find that in like one of the Twitter threads. Because at that point, I was like, what, what is he ta- what is he talking about? He didn't say any of this. But what he did do, is uh there was a follow up about the attitude and uh you know him having an attitude probably I forget what the exact word words were. I could go back and find it, but Volan basically repeated that second part of the dm word for word, and that you can't do that I mean obviously you can't do that, and that's what he was apologizing for now, I would imagine that he apologized or had to apologize. Because the editors at the Boston Globe told him he had to. And they got involved. That seems like uh, you better get it. You better... We're not taking the rap for this. This is a you problem, not an us problem. <laughs> you know, I bet that that strikes me as the type of uh, reaction that would happen there. Um, what was Volant doing? A buddy who works at Gillette selling season ticket packages heard they went with Hoyer over Zappy. Even if you were talking... To the guy, not the friend of the guy, but the actual guy who was selling season ticket packages. You don't run with that and say that on the, something you heard from that guy on the radio. What are you nuts? Ben Volan probably knows more than that guy. Like, come on. <laughs> but it was a buddy who works over at Gillette selling season tickets. And that's who you go with. Oh my shit. Like Volan's not new to this. This is not a, uh, cub reporter out there trying to trying to make a name for himself. I mean, this is a guy who absolutely should have known better. And I, a lot of people, well, she should get fired. You uh, should fire Volen for this. I don't think you'd fire people for that. You know, like if you go back, they should review his work. And if they go back over and they find he's done this sort of thing a lot of other times, then, yeah, they have a decision to make. But if this is something he just did while he was on the radio and trying to, you know, say something on the radio... Uh, obviously that's inexcusable, and if he ever does it again, then he should get fired. But I don't know if this is on its own something that you fire a guy for if there's other things that he's done, listen, I don't, I, I remember other times when people tried to dunk on Volan and he ended up being right just a couple years ago. I remember the whole Josh Gordon thing. If you forgot this, uh, Josh Gordon got cut and a couple days before that happened, Volan came out and said, I'm getting thinking that, uh, Josh Gordon may not be on the team much longer. And for some reason, and I forget exactly why there was so much backlash to this. I think it's just because it's Ben been Honestly, I think that's the only reason. I don't think there was any like logical reason to doubt this, but, uh, because it was Volan, there's all this backlash. Oh, you don't know. You're trolling Volan. Bleh. And then three days later, Josh Gordon gets cut, which by the way, you know, getting mad because someone predicted that Josh Gordon was going to get cut is a very, very odd choice. It's Josh Gordon. Like he had been cut. How how many times prior to that? Uh, so he was right about that. It's not like he's wrong about everything. If there's other ex- examples of him doing this and the globe goes through that and they find it and they decide they got to let him go and they let him go. I mean, I, listen, I'm not. I don't know Ben Volen. I don't know him at all. I don't know anything about him or what kind of guy he is or anything. I've never met him before, I don't think. Um, I'm not some huge fan of his, and I'm not even defending him. He doesn't need me to defend him. He's a big boy. Uh, but, uh, you know, that I, I wouldn't fire him for just that one thing. If they find out there's much, much more, okay, review the work and, you know, make that decision. Uh, but that's the that's the most I can say. Um, I will say <laughs> that, uh, that does sort of open a window into the whole thing. You know, like you wonder, you like to think that only happened that one time and that all these other guys on all the other beats and stuff like, which I understand is a taxing stressful job, but like you do have to report the new, you can't just make stuff up. Um, and you do wonder how many other times, like a uh, fake DM. You remember that thing with Borges a couple years back with Don Yee and the guy who called him or the text or whatever it was with the Don Yee thing. Um. That being said, uh, not a great look for anybody involved, really, especially. Since I know for a fact that there's been other reports, and I, it, it, Tommy Curran had one. A couple other people reported that Mac Jones was having a bit of an attitude problem. I I'm not Bedard. I think Perillo. Like there were other uh, reports of this that he was frustrated in the preseason. He was frustrated with the coaching. He was frustrated with the new offense. Um, that was not. That was not only something that Volan had, Uh, you know, that he had an attitude or that he had an ego or any of that other stuff. Like, that was not only Volan's report. Like, he may have been the only one who phrased the things that way, but that general sentiment was something that was already out there. So, I don't know. I I sort of wonder why the whole thing went the way it did and why the reaction was as swift as it was. Like, the whole thing was very strange. But all in all, I can just tell you it was a uh, brutal week for Ben Volan. Um, What else? Oh, there was a thing this week that came out in the uh, Montreal Gazette. Now, I don't normally read the Montreal Gazette, but uh, I happened to see this because it got retweeted in my timeline. Now, if you know me, you know that I was vaccinated like most people. And that I may have used my um, pro- platform to make fun of certain athletes who did not want to get vaccinated for their various reasons. And sometimes that spilled over into making fun of callers and just people in general that didn't get vaccinated, which I still think to this day is a very silly thing to not have done or to not do. Um, But there's one, uh, there's one thing that the anti-vaxxers always go to. It's one of their favorite refrains. And uh, this guy in Montreal wrote a whole article about it in the Montreal Gazette and I wanted to just share it real quick because it's important that I think people get a hold of what uh, what this anti-vax thing has sort of become at this point. I think this is a good example of it. This guy's name is Christopher Labos, and uh, or Labos, I'm not sure exactly how to, uh, how to say it. He's a cardiologist and an epidemiologist, contributes to the Montreal Gazette and uh, a couple other um, Canadian uh, news outlets up there. And he wrote about something that I have gotten in my Twitter mentions, it's not just, you know, like it's, it's something that persists even still to this day. And it's the idea that the vaccine is killing all these athletes. Uh, the actual phrase, which I think probably started by like some Russian bot farm or whatever, but the actual phrase that you see over and over again, if you search it on Twitter, you'll see it, is how pro athletes, young, healthy pro athletes are dropping like flies. You see that a lot. They're dropping like flies. Healthy young men and women, I guess, are uh, getting vaccinated and dying. And it's happening so much that uh, they're saying they're dropping like flies. Um, I'll get to this guy's article in just a second. But real quick, can you name one American athlete in any of the four major sports? that died from the vaccine or even got like really sick from it, like got like myocarditis or any of that stuff. I don't, I don't think I can name one. I can't name one basketball player. I can't name one football player. I cannot name one baseball or hockey player that was vaccinated and died. Um, I know that would have been big news. I was uh, maybe not the greatest headline reader in the world, but I know that I would have had that news for you in the, in the headlines. Okay. That a pro athlete got vaccinated and died. I feel like that would have been big news. Of course, it's bullshit. (laughs) Uh, None of them, none of them have. And this guy's article is pretty good. He does a nice job of sort of taking apart the entire thing. Um, So, uh. He says, there's the idea out there that young men, especially athletes, have been dying after getting vaccinated. The idea has been bouncing around the Internet for more than a year and seems to have started when Christian Erickson suffered cardiac arrest during a Euro 2020 match. Bloggers speculated that the vaccine was to blame. The story grew in size and scope with claims that more than 100 young athletes had died. The fact that Eriksen didn't die and actually survived and recovered didn't bother anyone sharing the story. Um Cases of young athletes dying during sports events do occasionally happen. It's often a genetic condition called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. But the idea that young athletes were dropping like flies was repeated by people like Ron Johnson and John Stockton. This guy, Stockton, holy moly. Uh, Their original comments were that these young men, all pro athletes, were dying on the soccer pitch, basketball court, or baseball field. Tellingly, different versions of the story attributed the deaths to different sports. But the fact that no one could agree on the sport did nothing to lessen the enthusiasm for repeating this particular piece of misinformation. Just again, I can't control who listens to my podcast and I can't control who follows me on Twitter. All I can do is just try and help you. Okay, Um, if you really believe that there are athletes. Dying from the vaccine, just for a second, just pause your train of thought and just think. Can I name one American athlete, one professional American athlete who was vaccinated and this happened to, who died or even just got really sick? If you can't, then maybe stop with the dropping like flies thing. Just maybe, you know, just a thought. If there's other things you have about the vaccine that you don't like, then okay, whatever. But this whole thing, well, it's killing these athletes. Is it? Can you name one athlete? Can you name one, one athlete in this country that it's killed? Because I can tell you that uh, no athletes died of of COVID. No pro athletes did. But um, Eduardo Rodriguez, who pitches for the Red Sox, uh, had a terrible heart problem after getting COVID, um, and he hasn't been the same since then. Uh, that to me, you know, you figure would be enough right there. Um, I'm trying to remember there was a, uh, there was a goalie who got COVID and then couldn't play. And I can't remember who it was, <sighs> but he got it and he couldn't, he couldn't come back. He like couldn't recover from it. And maybe he wasn't going to be a starting goalie anyway. Maybe that wasn't, you know, he was just the guy who was in the league. I can't remember his name, but, uh, you know, that, that happened. And those are two examples right there, and that's two more than examples of guys who got vaccinated and then uh, w- were either died or got so sick they couldn't play anymore. I mean, there's just there's zero examples of that, zero examples in the NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, um, and the NBA. So I just I'd appreciate it if people stop saying that, but I know they're not going to. You know why let uh, why let basic common sense get in the way of some the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Uh, let's see what else, what else, what else? Oh, I did uh, questions again. So let's do some of the questions. The big question that I got all week. And, uh, I did this on Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram at Christian Arcand, uh, during the week, I'll, I'll put out the call for questions and then I'll answer the questions here on the, uh, on the air. Um, the big one I got all week was about Mike Lockhart and rich and toucher and rich in the sports hub, which if you don't know, uh, Mike Lockhart and I both got laid off on the same day and um, I don't know exactly how this came to be, but uh, Rich said on the air last week that uh, Mike is coming back to the morning show and that Rich is going to be paying his salary um, and that they're writing for the website and some other stuff. You can, you can find it all on, on their website if you want to, but that's the gist of it is that uh, Mike's coming back and that Rich is paying for him to come back, which in and of itself is just an unbelievable story for a myriad of reasons um it's the only i know that like back in the day howard stern and imish like they had their shows were basically considered like production companies and uh they would you know sort of pay their the they would the station would pay them and then they'd pay their uh their people and that's how that worked I know Fred and Richard syndicated in like uh, Western Mass and I think like New Hampshire and Maine and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't know if they are at that point. I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're doing or what. But um, I do know that back in the day, that's how Stern and I think I did it. Uh, their shows were considered production companies. The stations would pay the company and then they would pay all the people on the show. Um, it doesn't seem like that's what Rich is doing right now. What Rich is doing, I think, is much more uh, sort of selfless. I think he's just going into his own pocket, paying it, and uh, and keeping Mike on. Um, a lot of people have said, oh, are you mad that they didn't do this for you? No, I'm not mad they didn't do it for me. I wasn't on their show. <laughs> I did their show a few times. I uh, I uh, filled in for people and, and guest hosted, and I loved doing it, and I loved working with those guys, but I wasn't part of their show like that. Um, and as for, well, are you expecting Jones to do it? I can tell you this. Um, after this all happened, after Rich, uh, made his big announcement, I, I texted Jones and I said, Jones, you know, uh, this puts a lot of pressure on you now, but I'd really appreciate it if you paid my salary. And he uh, wrote me back and he said, I I'm not paying your salary, but, uh, I got you uh lithium laptop batteries, which I thought was a very nice gesture on his part. <laughs> So, yeah, there was that. Um, I think it's great that uh, Mike's back with that show. I think he adds a lot to the show, and he's a great guy. Um, and I think it's, like, historical, too. Uh, it's got to be one of the first times that you see an employee paying for another employee to work there. you um, have Zappy Fever. Uh, eh, I thought he was really good in that Cleveland game. And I don't think he's going to play on Monday. I think it's going to be Mac playing on Monday. But uh, if Zappy does play, then I think he'd go out there and probably beat the Bears. And then I would have Zappy fever because that's however many games in a row. I mean, now all of a sudden you're talking about a win streak. You're talking about a legitimate hot hand. Um, I think when you have a bad team like the Bears in prime time, um, if you're dead set on making Mac the guy and, and bringing him back and sticking with him all year, then yeah, I'm fine with you going ahead and doing that because Mac Jones could probably take the Bears apart too. I don't think that he'd have a lot of trouble with uh, with that Bears defense. I don't think Zappy would either. I think either one of them could probably uh, could probably take him apart. Um, that being said, if you're just riding the hot hand, which is what I would want to do. I'm a hot hand guy, you stick with Zappi. If you're dead set on Mac Jones, you put him in there and you try and make this uh, a confidence-building game for him because Lord knows he needs it. Not only did he suck to start the year um, and have all those bad games and even the good game he had against Baltimore, he still had all those interceptions. Uh, Not only did he have a bad start to the year, but now this other guy's gunning for his job. So if you believe in Mac Jones and you believe that he's going to be the starter, then you go with him and you say, all right, Mac, it's Monday night. It's the Bears go out there and light it up. And if he goes out there and he sucks, then you put Zappi in and you stick with Zappi for the rest of the season. That's what I would do. Um, this is Max's chance to sort of reclaim the job. And you have to give him that chance. And I think that they've really made it so that he's in a good position to, to get his job back. Because there's no reason why he should have this much trouble with the Chicago Bears or any trouble with the Chicago Bears. But if he does... Oh, if he does, oh boy. If he does, then that may be it. That may be the end of the Mac Jones era. I'm not even kidding. If he goes out there and the Bears pick him off a couple of times in the first half and Zappy goes in and plays the second half. I mean, what do you think? Would you want to see Mac back out there after that? I know I'd be all set. Um, It's another question that I got this week. Oh, uh, if Mac is ready but doesn't play, then what? I don't. I never really thought of that. I hadn't really considered that. Max ready, but he doesn't play. Um, if he's ready, he's gonna play. I don't think that this has all been bullshit either. I think the whole thing about him trying to get back and you know how tough he is and all that stuff it was coming from Max Camp. Like, yeah, his, his camp's been talking, but I think that he does genuinely want to get back soon. Him missing time isn't good for him. Uh, him missing time and looking like uh, injury risk is not good for Mac Jones, so I certainly understand why he'd want to get back as soon as he can. Um, if he's ready to go but then doesn't play, uh, yeah, then that's it. Then bench him. All right, you don't want to play, you're not going to play. Um, let's see, Arkan, how about your thoughts on the Celtics? Celtics are actually playing right now. They are in a knockdown, dragout fight with the Orlando Magic. I've seen Bull Bull dunk on them a couple of times. Um but prior to that, the first two games against the Sixers and the Heat, they look great. And they look good in this game, too. They've scored a lot of points. They just can't stop Orlando. They can't stop uh, that kid, Paolo kid. Uh, they can't stop Bull Bull. They can't stop Cole Anthony. They're getting kind of smoked uh, on offense by a pretty lousy team. But I do uh, – I, I think they're going to win this game. We'll see. <laughs> I'll let you know. It might it might be over before the uh, podcast is done recording. But – um. I can tell you that uh, if they if if Brown and Tatum get off to a hot start like this, I could see them running away with this conference. I could absolutely see that happening, and I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting there to be a bit of a hiccup to start off. <clears throat> you got a whole thing with your coach that happened the day before media day, like that's, and a coach that was handpicked by these best players on this team, in a weird sex case that's, like, shrouded in mystery. Like, the whole thing is so, like, you know, it's very, it's still, there's still a lot just hanging out there. And I feel like for these Celtics, that was going to be something that maybe cast a shadow over the start of the year. But I, so far, have been totally wrong. And maybe this is it. You know, maybe this is the start of it here with Orlando. But against the Sixers, we're now 0-3. They lost again. Um, I forget who beat them uh, today, but uh, I think the Spurs. They beat the Heat, the Celtics beat the Heat the other night pretty handily in that second half. Um I see some of the same problems and, you know, issues from last year, but they're not enough to get me that worked up about it. Like in the third quarter of that Heat game, yeah, they were playing a little too much ISO ball and chucking a little too much, but they stopped in the fourth quarter and spread the ball back around and, and played uh, team basketball and ran away with the game. Like they, they look very, very good to start the year. They're getting off to the kind of start that you really hope for in the NBA. Uh, no question about that. Uh, Arcan now that you're a free agent who in the market would you most like to work with? Um, I've worked with just about everybody. I, you know, I, I was thinking about, I've worked with everyone at the sports hub. Um, I worked with most people at EEI. Well, actually, that's not true. I haven't worked with the Hillman and any of those people. I worked with Wiggy, I think, once or twice. Um, I don't think I've ever worked with Lure Christian Fourier. Uh, but everybody else, I've – or no, I haven't worked with Gresh either. All right, I guess I haven't worked with a lot of people at EEI. Um, but uh, the people who used to be at EEI I certainly worked with. Uh, and then I went to sports hub and they, you know, they've had the changeover that they've had. So some of the newer people there I haven't worked with. I worked with Keith a couple of times uh, before I left. And, um, I don't know, who do I want to work with? I hadn't really thought about it. Honestly, I haven't really thought about like who I'd want to work with. I genuinely feel like that's, you know, every person I've worked with, I've been sort of just matched up with. It was never, who do you want to work? You know, like I've never, I've never had a PD ask me that they've always just sort of put me with people and, you know, I've had some great shows and some great partners over the years. Uh, I already talked about how much I liked working with Jones, Tom King back in uh, New Hampshire. I worked with uh, Pete Shepard. For some reason, when I worked at EEI, they didn't put me with people that often. It was almost always like a solo show. I don't know why that was. Uh, And of course, on the Sunday service, I was by myself there too. I'm comfortable on the air by myself. I'm very comfortable with that. I don't need to have someone in there, you know, talking to me. I like I it's it's fine and I enjoy uh the dynamic too, but I'm also very very comfortable just cracking the mic and having a chat, you know. <laughs> I don't need I'll tell I'll have a guest on or something, but I don't need someone there the whole time. Um uh will Xander be on the Red Sox next year, Arcand? Ah. Uh, huh. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Unless they decide they're going away from um high in bloom and his way of doing things. I think Xander Bogarts is gone and has been gone for a while. I think that this whole thing is a, a set in motion beginning of the year and all this talk about oh we're making these offers oh we are really trying to make some headway. Oh, we really want to keep him is nonsense. Um, that was how I've felt about it. I'd be happy to be wrong. I'd be happy to be proven wrong. But uh, as of right now, I sort of feel like that's, that's where we're at. Xander's gone and he's probably not coming back. And let's see. Last question. Uh, Who is your favorite guest? Well, favorite guest ever? If it's my favorite guest ever, I have two. Um, I had on John Dunsworth, a.k.a. the guy who plays Jim Leahy from Trailer Park Boys who is my favorite character on that show. And the reason why I had him on is because it was when I was working at EEI and uh, my now wife and I were early on dating. We were only a couple months. We've been dating for a couple of months. We met on Tinder. We're a Tinder uh, success story <laughs> so far. <laughs> but uh, we, had, uh, we had been going out a couple months, like three months, and I got tickets to see Randy and Leahy at uh, Harper's Ferry in Alston. And this is when I lived back in Alston. Or not Harper's Ferry, um, Brighton Music Hall. And so uh, I say, hey, do you want to go to this? It's the show I like. And it's these two guys and they do like, you know, bits and jokes and songs and stuff. And, you know, it'll just be fun. And she was like, sure. And so I w- I got her to watch a couple episodes and she was like, I don't like this show. And I was like, oh, shit, Like she's not going to like this thing that I'm taking her to, this, uh, this concert. And so we go to the concert and we had a fine time. You know, it was uh, I still I don't know if she did, but I had a great time. And afterwards, I paid $40 to meet them uh, Randy and Leahy. And I talked to Leahy and I told him I did a radio show and, uh, I'd love to have him on as a guest. And he goes, well, we're leaving. We're going to Minnesota tomorrow. Here's my number. Just call me and I'll do the show. I said, okay, great. So, uh, I had him on and I thought he was going to do the interview in character. Cause I'd read some other, uh, I'd listened to some other interviews with him and he did them in character, but he didn't, uh, he talked about, you know, going to Netflix and you know, working with the guys on the show and how it became so big and everything. It was really, it was really fun. And the other one was uh, the other big interview that was my favorite was also from EI, and it was Neve from Catfish, which if you know me, you know that Catfish is like my favorite show in the world. And Neve was at a Celtics game. It was 2017, so it was the Celtics and the Cavaliers, and it was one of the games where the Cavaliers just absolutely destroyed Avery Bradley and the Celtics. It was when uh, I think Isaiah Thomas wasn't even playing. And so they were getting smoked and all these people were leaving and Neve and his friends who weren't even Celtics fans, they just happened to be in Boston because they were filming an episode here. Uh, Neve and his people moved up into uh, seats that weren't his seats, And I guess the security there busted his balls and kicked them out. And he tweeted, I'm getting kicked out of the TD garden uh, from the Celtics game. And I tweeted him back and I said, "Neve, this can't stand uh, call me. And he called into the show and he talked about it. And I asked him all these questions about catfish and, you know, uh, there's a couple episodes that, like athletes run. So I asked them about those. I had so many questions. I love catfish, catfish and trailer park boys are my two favorite shows. So that was, uh, those are my two favorite interviews. And, uh, I think that's as good a place as any to leave it. Oh, there's one more question that I wanted to just answer that I got this week. It was about, uh, Arkan, are you going to be doing Patriots.com all season? I'm not going to be doing every single week. That's still Hardy's job. Hardy and I, um, I agreed to do some games for him before all this stuff happened with me at the sports, before I got laid off. So uh, you'll hear me not uh, this coming Monday. I'm not going to be on Monday, but next week against the Jets on October 30th, patriots.com, pre- and post-game. You can hear me for that one. Um, Thanks to everybody who clicked on this. Mass has ended. Go in peace. I'll talk to you all next week. See you later.